Med Stories, Episode 69. Your mercy floods my tired soul as you lift me out of my muddy hole. You wash me up with your sweet grace and you lead me to a safer place again. Hi, my name is Jackie Watkins, your host, and you're listening to Mud Stories, a podcast dedicated to bringing you inspiration in your muddiest moments, hope to make it through your mud, and encouragement for you to know that you are not alone. Hey friend, welcome to the Mud Stories podcast. Happy Thanksgiving to you. This is the day after Thanksgiving 2015, and I hope that all of you had a wonderful celebration with your family and friends and whoever it is that's in your life. And yesterday I sat down with my kids, my four youngest kids, and I recorded a special podcast for you. And I hope that it's an encouragement to you because in this podcast, I got them to agree to talk to me about something that's interesting to them, some mud that they've faced since school started, and the challenge that it is to give thanks for things when there's hard things in our life, and sometimes it's easier to focus on those muddy circumstances, and we lose sight of what it is that we do have, and instead we focus on what it is we don't have. And so we sat and talked about that. I had no idea what they were going to say. In fact, I dragged them away from a movie they were watching while we were waiting for guests to arrive. And we went and recorded this episode. I asked them to introduce themselves, share something interesting about themselves, which is kind of cute listening to what they came up with. And then they shared something that they've struggled with since school started. And we finish off by telling some knock-knock jokes, and they share something that they are thankful for. And what a privilege it is to be in relationship with family. And I know family is so important, and I just had such a great time talking with my kids, and I'm enjoying this time as they're growing older. For those of you who are raising really young children, I want you to know there's hope in all that service that you're doing, all that physical care. There's going to come a day where you can actually have a conversation with your children. And then for those of you who have grown children, who are grown and on their own. Um, Isn't it such a gift to be able to be in relationship with them and transition from not only being their parent and mentor and guide, but to considering them as a fellow brother and sister in Christ, someone who can be your companion. And I think thoroughly enjoyed spending time with my kids. I hope that you get a kick out of what they had to say. And it is our little special gift to you saying happy Thanksgiving. We are so thankful for you for listening. So wherever you are today, this Black Friday or this coming week, this week after Thanksgiving, um, it's our hope that you would be encouraged today by what we've shared. And the kids are excited for you to hear them. And they just loved recording. So Um, Here is my conversation with my four youngest kids. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to the Mud Stories podcast. I am so excited you guys are here with me. Can you say hi? Hi. Well, we're 
are here on Thanksgiving Day at Grandma's house, and we have traveled to visit family and eat turkey. In fact, we can smell the turkey cooking, and we're going to enjoy a yummy meal with some family this afternoon and celebrate giving thanks. But I thought it would be really fun to sit down together and record a fun Thanksgiving podcast so that we could just encourage people today. What do you think? Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I thought it'd be fun before we start if you would take a few minutes and introduce yourselves to everybody. Maybe your name, your age, your grade, and something fun about yourself that people might be interested to know. So why don't you go first, Allie? Hi, my name is Allie Watkins. I am the oldest of our four kids, and I'm 13 years old, and I'm in seventh grade. Seventh grade. And what, do, what is something interesting we should know about you, Allie? Well, in my school, my, my favorite color is blue, but they assigned me red. But my younger brother, only a grade down from me, has blue, but his favorite color is red. So it's a real mix-up for me and a trouble. <laughs> so at your school, each class has been assigned their own color. Yes. So for all your years from 7th grade all the way through 12th, your your class's color is going to be red. red, but that's your brother's favorite color. Yes. And your brother's class got blue. My favorite color. Your favorite color. Oh my. I'm still trying to get over it, but... You just trying to favorite color. I'm just trying to accept the fact. Okay, well that's that's an interesting fact. Is there anything else interesting about you they should know? Something you like to do? Is there something interesting about you that you think that they would need to know or would like to know? I really like solving mysteries. Ooh, what kind of mysteries? Ones where you have to, like, think really hard. They're, they give you, like, no clues, but you have to figure out really hard what to do. And then solve it. And then solve it. Do you find that it's really hard to, to guess based on clues? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I have to do a few cheats, but <laughs> it works every time. Cheats as in hints, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So glad you're here, Allie. Okay, Brayden. Hello, my name is Brayden Watkins. I am 11 years old and in sixth grade. Okay, and what is an interesting fact we should know about you, Brayden? I am very efficient and like to be in charge. <laughs> you are very efficient and like to be in charge. All right, well, that is going to make you a good leader someday, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think the biggest challenge is for people who like to be leaders and in charge. What do you think the hardest thing is for them? To accept the fact that they will not listen to me. To accept the fact that others might not always listen to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a challenge. That is a challenge. What advice would you give to somebody who's a leader today who uh, has some people who aren't listening to them? How, how, should, how should a leader respond? Try to have as much patience as possible and don't get physical. <laughs> Don't get physical. That is very wise advice. Well, so glad you're here, Brayden. Okay, Lucas. Hello, my name is Lucas Watkins. I am nine years old in fourth grade. One fact about me is that I like animals. I think they're fascinating and I study them. And 
I saw recently, we got this book at Costco about how to survive anything. And you read the whole thing cover to cover, right? Mm-hmm. So can you share with us what is one or two of the most interesting things you learned about how to survive? Because you sort of packed a backpack for survival that you like to carry in the car, right? Yeah. Okay, just in case we are in one of these dangerous moments. Yes. So give us a couple tips that you read in that book about how to survive things. Hmm. Um, oh, I, I have something really important. Okay. Um, Lay it on us. If you're stuck in the middle of nowhere and it's like a cold place, so if you're like in Minnesota and you get stuck in the wild. Okay. And never underestimate the the importance of heating a rock next to the fire and and when you're in bed you could have it. Oh, like you put a like, rock in your in your bag, sleeping like, bag? Like like or you could um if you have a water bottle with water in it, you could sit it next to your fire and let it heat all all day. And then when you go to sleep, you could cuddle up next to it or put it in a sock. But a rock will work also? Mm-hmm. A rock could do it too. Wow, okay. Another cool fact is if you're in the heat, then you, you should res- resist the temptation to take off any clothes, like for boys, a shirt. Okay. Or, but if or, I'm hot and I want to get cooler, why wouldn't well, I take off my well, shirt? Well, because the more skin you show, the the more likely you are to suffer from dehydration or really? heat. Really. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the cold, um, it might seem logical to tighten your your laces or boot laces, but you should actually um loosen them to keep circulation going for heat. Oh. So sometimes if my feet get too cold in my shoes, it's because my laces are too tight? Um, yeah, sometimes, and it will help fight back against frostbite. Oh, I'm so thankful you read that book. You're going to be my lifesaver if we get in any dangerous situation. Hmm. All right, well, Lucas, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Okay, McKenna. My name is McKenna Watkins. I am seven years old and in second grade. Second grade. How are you liking second grade? Um, well, I love it because there's a lot of fun things I get to do. There is. So fun. Okay, McKenna, tell us an interesting fact about yourself. I love to draw and do art. Draw and do art. Now, what kind of art supply is your favorite to work with? Like crayons or paints or pastels? What do you think? Well, I like all three, like what you just said, like pastels and crayons and mm-hmm. that stuff, and markers. I like to draw with all those things. All those things. And what is your favorite thing to draw? Like nature or people or I what? I like to kind? draw animals. Animals. Okay, so Lucas studies the animals and you like to draw them. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds good. Well, today is Thanksgiving, and, you know, sometimes it's really hard to give thanks for things. Because sometimes we think about things that we wish we had, and we don't really focus as much on what we already do have and what we can be thankful for. 
what is something you guys have gone through this year since school started that has is just kind of like mud in your life? Like we talk on this podcast about mud stories, people's hard things that they face. And I'm thinking even though you're 13 and 11 and 9 and 7, you still have things that are hard, like mud in your life. Can you think of a thing that has been a muddy place for you and why it's been kind of a challenge to give thanks? Anybody? Me. Lucas, what do you think? Well, first of all, a challenge... Well, one of those is when you get in a fight. When you get in a fight, it's hard to give thanks because you're so mad at the other person that you won't give thanks and say, well, at least... It didn't get it out of hand Re- really bad. But you're mad at the other person, and you don't want to give thanks, and you just got to. And recognize the things that you need to give thanks for. But how do you do that when you're mad? I mean, if one of your brothers or sisters makes you mad, I'm thinking you aren't standing there wanting to give thanks for that. You're just mad that they're being that way, right? Well... If you're really mad at them, you could apologize to make yourself feel better. It'll make them feel better, too, and you can give thanks if yeah. if you apologize. Because if something were to happen to them, like, say you're mad at them in a moment, but, you know, obviously if they were really sick and going to die, you would be sad. Mm-hmm. And you're thankful that you're, they're your brother or sister. But when you're mad in the moment, you're not really thinking about being thankful. You're just thinking about your own self and being mad, right? Yes. So what advice would you give to maybe another kid listening who is easily getting mad at their brother or sister? I mean, in the moment that you're mad, how do you, how do you get out of that? I think when you're mad, you should just calm down and pause. Pause? Pause and relax for a few minutes. And then... Maybe walk away? Maybe walk away, yes. That's one of the best things to do, and um, I would advise laying in your bed for a few hours. A few hours? Yes. <laughs> it takes a while for you to calm down, huh? Depending on how, how mad you are at them. Okay. Wait until it cools down. Okay. And, and then it'll be easier to give thanks that no one was really hurt unless someone is hurt. Okay. And, and, and what part do you think... God should play in that situation when you're feeling angry. Do you think there's anything about about God that we need to know? Um, I don't know any extra information about how God would help us, but I think that He would um, soften our hearts when when we do get mad and help us apologize when when it when it gets out of hand. He would give you strength. Mm-hmm. But you'd have to ask him, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to watching you uh, use that the next time you're mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's been hard for you this year, Brayden, since school started? Any any muddy thing you faced? Um, right before school started, I s- wanted to start to play flag football because I've never really played football at all. So I started a few practices in. I broke my arm, which was a big letdown for the first sport of the year. So it took about uh, maybe seven 
six to seven weeks for it to actually be all healed and for me to do stuff again. While that, I was very restricted, which was just a letdown for me. So you went out for flag football, sixth grade, first year of middle school, and how did you break your arm? What happened? Um, basically, we're at the end of the practice, and we were just doing these practice plays, and like kind of like a practice game, except not really official. And so, um, I was on defense, and the quarterback threw it right to the guy I was guarding. I blocked it successfully. Well, that but was then, good. But then when I went down, I stopped myself with my arm and um, landed on my wrist. Landed your full body weight. Yeah. On your wrist. And um, my coach thought it was just sprained. But after a while, when we got to the uh, doctor and all of that, then he did some x-rays and my arm was actually cracked and a little broken. It was for sure broken. Mm. We have the pictures to prove it, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So you got a cast. You got three different casts, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, for the t- first two weeks, I got a red cast, my favorite color. And then the next two weeks, no, the next three weeks, I got another red cast. But like Ali said, our favorite colors are opposite. She's red, I'm I'm blue, and we like the other color. And we have this thing called Color Wars. Color Wars at middle school? Yes. What's and Color Wars at middle school? you dress up as your color as much as you can, and the grade that gets the most gets points. And at the end of the school year, whoever has the most points gets something. I forget what. A party and a day off. A party and a day off. So everybody wants to win, obviously. Everybody wants to win. They go crazy. So Brayden had red a red cast because that was his favorite color, but then when it was Color Wars Day for dress-up, your, your year is blue. So how did that so, work out? <laughs> so basically, I knew Color Wars was coming up, and if I wore a red cast, man, what would happen to me that day? So I decided for the last three <laughs> weeks... I decided to get a blue cast, which was happy for my sister and my grade. So what was the hardest thing that you faced about having a broken arm that made it challenging for you to give thanks? So many restrictions and... Like what? What kind of restrictions? Like I can't catch something. I can't like move it around that much. Um, you had to drop out of flag football. Yeah. What about PE? PE, I was... I just couldn't do most of the stuff. I could warm up, but even when we were doing the sprints, I had to jog. So how'd that make you feel being in sixth grade for the first time, meeting all these people, and you couldn't even participate? Kind of a letdown. Yeah. Did you feel like your friends kind of didn't include you because you weren't participating in a lot of the activities? Well, not necessarily. They wouldn't really include me because I couldn't, and I said I couldn't, but... Sometimes they would if it was a thing I could actually do. Okay. So what do you think was the most challenging thing about having a broken arm? Um, The weight was so long, and I had just this cast on, and I had to get used to it. And at it, times you said it was very, very itchy. It was the first few weeks, but then after a while, 
I don't know what happened, but my skin got used to it, and it just didn't itch anymore. And then well, that was good. That was something to give thanks for, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if there's somebody listening today who has a situation that was unexpected, like you had a broken arm, you didn't expect to have a broken arm, you thought you were going to do flag football and everything was going to be great and middle school is going to start out amazing, and there you find yourself on the sidelines not being able to participate for the first, you know, what, eight weeks of school, trying to make new friends but not getting to participate with them, what would you say to somebody who is in a situation that's unexpected, somebody who's having to wait a long wait and it is so hard and they're really having a hard time finding anything to be thankful for in their situation, what would you say to them from your experience? Try to stay patient. patient. Try not to get mad at yourself for doing what you did or any other unexpected things that might have happened when you were doing what you were doing. Stay positive, because at least you're not dead. (laughs) (laughs) At least you're not dead. That's a good perspective, Allie. Oh. Okay, who else wants to share something muddy they face? McKenna. Um, I... Bee stings are very, um, painful in life. And they hurt a lot. And how do you know that? Because I've had one. You had a bee sting. And what happened that day you got stung by a bee? It went on my back because I really didn't notice it that much. But once it stung me, I did. (laughs) Um, I was about to jump off from a pool area in our backyard. And a bing... Right before I was about to jump off, a bee stung me, and it really hurt. So I immediately got out of the pool, and I took something off my back, and I saw a bee. So I knew it was a bee sting that I saw, but it was dead, so (laughs) I got my revenge. (laughs) So then I went inside, and... I can't remember who, but someone put something on my back that was numb, and I couldn't feel it then. So the rest of the night, I was okay, but it really hurt when it it stung me, so. So, when it hurt so badly, you were probably thinking about the pain and not being thankful that you were alive instead of dead, right? (laughs) Yeah. Allie, what do you think? What's something muddy that you faced? Anything? Seventh grade. The classes are really hard. (laughs) Your classes are hard? Mm Mm-hmm. What makes them hard? Well, there's just stuff that I know most of it, but in language, I'm having a hard time writing essays because I am just not a writer. (laughs) You're not a writer, huh? No. I'm more of a history person. You like history. I love history. What's your favorite thing that people should know about history that you've been learning? Well, history to me is just basically a big, long story about our ancestors and past and big events that have happened. So it's like a limitless novel. Mm-hmm. And what's something interesting that you think they would like to know about history? Like a detail or some story you know. Anything? Well, in history right now, I'm learning about medieval times, in which it's my favorite subject to learn about, 
because it seems like a very interesting time in history because nobody had cars everybody had like a different level in which they were put in like the kings and queens were at the very top then the nobles and the priests then there were merchants and knights and all those lucky people that got money and then there were they were serfs which were basically peasants at the very bottom and they didn't have a lot of hope did they they just lived to work lived to work but all of that got changed how did that change for the serfs well so many people were dying by this black plague that what a tragedy yes it it was like really hard for the Europeans to gain their population back. It killed one-third of Europe's population. Oh my goodness. It's a lot of people. So how did the Black Plague and all of those deaths, how did that hardship end up giving the serfs hope? So... Because sometimes when we go through hard things, we think, oh, it's just such a terrible thing. But here's a situation where all these people are dying, and it was a hard thing, but it ended up being good for the serfs. So can you help us understand? Well, the kings and queens and the nobles and priests didn't really know how to farm as much as the serfs did. So in order to get supplies and food and all that, the serfs were the only people to go to. So they had some authority over the, over the nobles. Because they were needed. Because they were needed. So then what happened? So then they had a little power and they, were, they um, protested for more money and and more power. And land? And land. How were they able to get that? Well, they said in order to get the things that they needed to make the medicine or things that they needed, the nobles had to pay them like twice as much. I see. Either that or they die. Right. So that gave the serfs some power. So the Black Plague actually, would you say it was a blessing for the serfs? Very much, yes. Very much. So, McKenna, yeah, what do you want to say? I want to talk about the pilgrims. Okay, let's talk about the pilgrims because today is Thanksgiving, and even though we face hard things, God can take those hard things and make good from them, right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to read Psalm 9 because today's Thanksgiving, and we are celebrating thanks before we talk about the pilgrims, McKenna. Let's read this. It says, I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonders. I will be glad and exalting you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. And that's probably what the pilgrims did that first Thanksgiving, wouldn't you say? Um, McKenna, what do you want to tell us about the pilgrims? They rode on a ship called the Mayflower. And when they got off the ship, it was like a few months, two months. And they got off what's called now is Massachusetts. And the first winter, they weren't prepared. And they, over, like, more people died in that winter. And relatives died. Half of, half half, of their population yeah. died. And they got ready, and this boy named Squanto helped them in many ways because he was, like, there. He was a young man, right? Yeah, he was there for almost his life. So he knew how to grow things and other stuff. 
He was also an Indian. He was an Indian. And we just learned a cool fact about Squanto because a few years before that, maybe 10 years before, a merchant ship had been trading with the Native Americans and there was a bad ship captain who captured some of the Indians and took them back to Spain and sold them into slavery and Squanto was one of those Indians. And then slowly he worked for people that bought him in slavery and he made his way after they released him back to London. And for five years he worked in London and learned English. But he always dreamed of going back to his homeland, which is where we now call Massachusetts at Plymouth Rock. And so finally, 10 years after he had been captured, he ends up getting a ship back to Plymouth Rock and they drop him off and he goes to find his people. And what happened to all his people? Were they there? They died. What did they die of? Do you remember? Um, it was some kind of... They were wiped out by smallpox. They were wiped out by smallpox, yeah. Right, McKenna? Yes. Yeah. And so, Squanto, how do you think Squanto would have felt, Lucas? He would feel like he, he would be sad because his whole family had just died of smallpox that the Europeans had bring. Had brought, yeah. Had brought. So. And all the time he'd been looking forward to seeing his family, right? Yeah, and that's the time when he would need to be thankful the most. Right. But he was living by himself in the woods when all of a sudden um, the pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock. The Mayflower. In 16... Was it 16... 16... 20? Um, 48? Oh, it was... No. I did a book about this in school. Um, I think it was 16-something, but I don't remember. I think it was 1620. Yep. Probably. 1620. And so the first winter, half of their population dies. The winters are pretty brutal in Massachusetts. We don't know about that because we live in California, right? And then Squanto, he taught them how to grow corn and catch eel and how to survive in, right. these, in this village. Because they had landed on his homeland and he had grown up knowing what to do. He didn't have any family. And so he offered to help... The pilgrims. The pilgrims, right. And we know from the journals of Bradford that Squanto was pivotal in helping the pilgrims thrive and survive through that spring and summer. And it was that fall in 1621 that they would have celebrated the first Thanksgiving. And all the Indians that Squanto knew came and celebrated with the pilgrims. What else did you learn, McKenna? I learned that Squanto was very nice to them, and the pilgrims, sir, I think they survived the next winter. They did, and they lived in peace with the Indian tribes near them for many years. So they were a people who loved God very much and were so thankful, and actually believed that Squanto was a miracle from God that they had been asking for. Here was an Indian who knew how to plant and grow and survive, and speak English. And he, he also spoke English. I mean, what are the chances he had gone from Massachusetts all the way? Well, what was then Plymouth Rock and, you know, would become Massachusetts all the way to Spain, then to London for five years, then all the way back, the journey across the Atlantic. And there he was to help the pilgrims. So 
which is an example of how God turns bad things like capturing Squanto for slavery to good things which he learns English and gets to talk to these pilgrims and teach them how to do things. Right. But at the time, do you think Squanto at 12 years old when he got captured was thinking this could be good at all? No. No. Not at all. He would think that he would end up a slave for the rest of his life. Right. And he went to Spain. He didn't even know Spanish. And then he made his way to London. And the whole time he's trying to get back to his family. And then finally, when the good is going to come and he finally gets back there, then what? His people are dead. His people are dead. Dead. His family, all the friends he knew, everyone. So then he's probably thinking, ugh, just when I thought I had hope, he's so sad. And then his real purpose is found when he helps the pilgrims. The pilgrims came, and and later they have Thanksgiving. When they had the Thanksgiving feast, to the Thanksgiving lasted three days. Three days. I bet it was such a celebration, right? Mm-hmm. After such hard times, I mean, can you imagine half of your people that you brought over dying that first winter? That had to be terrible. But look at what it, what amazing thing it started, the beginning of the United States of America and all that we enjoy now and the freedom we live. Well, I have so loved talking to you guys. And I would love it if you would tell us, in closing, one thing that you're super thankful for today. And give me a funny joke, if you can think of one. Because I know you guys are full of fun fun jokes. So who wants to go first? Allie, what, what are you thankful for? And then give us a funny joke. Okay, so I, today, in our modern technology that we have, I am so thankful for cars. Cars. Because if we think of without them, without them, we would be walking to the airport. <laughs> we wouldn't have an airport. If we don't have cars, we wouldn't have planes. Good point. <laughs> but you'd have to use a horse or your feet. Good point. And you've taken care of horses before. They're not easy. They are not. <laughs> one time when I was brushing their tail, one farted on me. <laughs> it was not a happy day. Oh, goodness. All right. So I'm glad you're thankful for cars. Do you have a joke for us? Yes, I do. Okay, let's hear it. I just need a few minutes of your time. Okay, so. Knock, knock. Who's there? Grape. Grape who? How would you say that about grapes? You say grape who? Grape who? Grape who? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Lucas, what are you thankful for? I am thankful for board games. Board games. You like to play games, don't you? I think they're entertaining and fun that they Mm -hmm. were invented. What's your favorite board game? Hmm. A game called Risk. Risk. It's a world-conquering game. A world-conquering game. Yeah, where you try to conquer the world with tiny plastic troops. You like to conquer, don't you? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Conquer and divide. <laughs> okay, so, Lucas, do you have a joke? Yes. Do you have a knock-knock joke? Knock-knock. Who's there? Europe. Europe who? <laughs> 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 uh, how would you say that to me? <laughs> that was like Al 
Allie's. Do you have another knock You're knock joke? <laughs> okay, Allie, you have another knock knock joke? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay, so Billy, he does not have any arms. So knock knock. Who's there? Not Billy. He has no arms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a joke, all right. <laughs> Okay, McKenna, what is one thing you're thankful for today? Electricity. Electricity. And why are you thankful for electricity? You don't like candles? Candles well, are beautiful. <laughs> I like them, but I like really big light. You like big light? Yeah. What other kind of things that are electric do you like? Toys. Toys? Yeah. iPads? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Computers? TVs. The Wii? <laughs> Anything electronic? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Brayden, let's hear what you are thankful for. I'm thankful for a lot of things, but maybe one of the main things I'm thankful for would probably be modern technology because I've heard that, let's say, 30 to 50 years ago, there was not really nothing and nowadays they've made big advances in technology and a bunch of other stuff that can improve people's way of life so basically easier way of life wow brayden i agree with you technology is such a gift what is your favorite piece of technology television okay <laughs> and what's your favorite tv show because we just finished the finale of something that i introduced you to you want to tell everybody about that um well, it's not my favorite show, but it's called The Amazing Race. What did you think of The Amazing Race? Because it was back in 2001 before any of you were ever born, and we watched season one. What did you think of it? It was really good. It's time-consuming, but amazing to watch. I wish I could be on the show. I know. That would be so fun to travel the world, wouldn't it? Yeah. We had a great time watching it together, didn't you guys think? Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Should we watch another season? Yes. Would you recommend it to other families? Definitely. Of course. Yes. yes. Yeah. Definitely. We found yeah. it on Amazon Prime, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, Brayden, in closing, do you have a joke? Or are we all joked out? I have one, but it's not really that good. Okay. Well, is it a knock-knock joke? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's hear it. Knock-knock. Who's there? Boo. Boo who? Why are you crying? <laughs> Well, I have so loved that you guys agreed to join me. I know that I had to pull you away from some fun Thanksgiving morning activities, but I'm so glad. Oh, McKenna, you have one more thing? Yeah. What is it? I am also thankful for God. Oh, me too. Me too. It is from God that all of our blessings come, right? Everything that we have is from Him, and uh, we are going to be enjoying family and fellowship and friends today and we hope that all of you wherever you are were able to gather with your people and give thanks even amidst whatever mud that you're facing today and um so thankful for you so you guys want to say bye bye will you guys uh think about joining me again sometime on the podcast possibly yeah possibly yes. mr leader yes. over there yes Lucas, yes. Lucas loved it. Yeah. All right, guys. Anything to say in closing? Nope. Nope. We about covered it? Have a great day. Have, Have a, great a great day. day. Okay, so Goodbye. let's tell everybody bye and happy Thanksgiving. Ready? One, two, three. Happy, happy Thanksgiving! Thanksgiving!
Thanksgiving. Well, that's all for this episode. Again, I hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving and I cannot wait to meet you here next week. Don't forget, if you want to subscribe to this podcast, all you have to do is text the word subscribe mud stories to the number 33444 and I would be so thankful. It would be such an amazing gift if you would go over to iTunes and subscribe to this show, if you would leave a rating or review, and if you would tell just one friend about this show. So happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have an amazing week, and I can't wait to see you here next time. And I don't want you to forget, no matter what it is you're facing today, no matter where you've been or what lies ahead, May you find a grateful song to sing. Have a beautiful day. I never in you ever feels a press upon my mind I pull a shame that leaves me a little bit blind I cannot see beyond the blame And I never will find a way out And then I feel you next to me my head to see your strong arm reaches to me your mercy floods my tired soul as you lift me out of my muddy hole you wash me up with your sweet grace and you lead me to a safer place Feels a press upon my mind, a pull of shame that leaves me a little bit blind. I cannot see beyond the blame, and I never will find a way out. And then I feel you next to me. You lift my head to see. Your strong arm reaches to me. Your mercy floods my tired soul as you lift me out of my muddy hole. You wash me off with your sweet grace and you lead me to a safer place. You overwhelm my broken thoughts and you mend my lost and damaged heart. I find myself where I belong in your safe a grateful song to sing, a grateful song to sing, a grateful song.